Like I always joked with my husband, like, oh, so I have to take this medicine that gives me a migraine and go in for this procedure. And you have to just like go into a room and watch porn. Like this is so unfair. (laughs) Hey everyone, I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and welcome to the Primal Kitchen podcast. Today, I'm excited to be sitting down with board certified holistic health coach, powerhouse Katie Bresick. She's been helping women find the root cause of those annoyingly phrased women problems, such as PMS, low energy, weight gain, and even fertility issues through the power of eating for your hormones. Before we get into the nitty gritty details, Katie, a quick reminder, as always, any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Hi, Katie. Hi. Oh, it's so good to see you. How are you? I know. Well, this is so fun. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So for those of you listening, Katie and I have known each other for a while, like 10 years, eight years. Has to be, yeah. 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 She was one of the first people I met when I moved to Southern California. And she has grown this amazing um health coaching practice, working with corporate clients, women, men on all sorts of hormonal weight loss, all the fun stuff. So I thought she'd be a great uh, addition to the podcast. Um, but Katie, give us the lowdown because you weren't always in the health and wellness space. Like, how did you get here? Oh my goodness. It's such a long story. So bear with me, everybody. But I actually went to college for journalism and English journalism, moved to New York City, worked in publishing at Simon & Schuster, um, which I loved. I feel like as a English major, getting to meet some of my favorite authors was just incredible. I did that for a long time, started working in more of the marketing, advertising side of publishing and left and started working at a teen marketing company uh, and doing digital media, online media, and then ended up in digital media sales. And it was at this point in my life, I feel like I had like a 28-year-old midlife crisis. I don't even know the right word for it. Quarter-life crisis. Um, Quarter-life crisis. Yes. Thank you. And I was just really sick all the time. I kept catching colds and sinus infections. I wasn't sleeping. I was having lots of fun, but I wasn't definitely taking care of my health and it was showing up in other parts of my life. And I ended up discovering yoga and started doing yoga every single day during lunch. And I started doing better at my job. I was like, oh, there has to be something here, uh, just taking a little bit of time to breathe and move. And I feel like I've shared this story so many times. So at one point, my boss is going to, my older boss is going to like hear this and be like, oh, that's what you were doing every day. <laughs> I would just like disappear for like an yeah. hour. Um, and it was through this yoga practice that I started really learning more about the connection, mind, body connection and food. And I thought I had always eaten healthy, but I was not eating foods that were like supporting my body and helping me feel healthy. So I ended up going back to school and decided that I was going to just leave that career and start my own business. And in the middle of all this, my husband and I ended up getting together. We then moved to Los Angeles and started the kind of a whole new life. And it was incredible. Like the sunshine, I think was like one of the biggest missing pieces to like my health journey. Uh, I grew up in New Hampshire. It's gray so much there. Like it's, it's a beautiful place when it's sunny, but it's gray often. And I really do feel like the whole vitamin D and the sunlight and everything just played a huge role. And like moving to California is like, Oh my God, I love groundhog day. 
<laughs> yeah. I love that it's sunny every day and about the same temperature every day. And I feel like my, I just started thriving just being in a new environment and also knowing everything that I learned in school, you know, eating from my own individual body and then get really getting into hormonal health, um, working mostly with women at this point and just feeling like, okay, we're doing all the things, but like, there's something off and diving deeper into like hormones, did a training with Dr. Sarah Gottfried. Then I did a whole year long apprenticeship program with Nicole Jardim, who wrote the book, fix my period, and just really diving deeper into things that a lot of us should be talking about more, you know, like, I feel like growing up, we're like, oh, I have cramps and I'm really moody and I have sleep issues, but not really making the connection between our hormones and really kind of doing like a deeper dive into like, okay, like as women, we can't eat like men. Um, We have to kind of really take a closer look at our bodies and so much of the information and data and the research has been on men and men's health. And a lot of the books too, the audience is mostly catered to men. What do women need on a individual nutrition lifestyle level that is completely different than a lot of their partners possibly? Yeah, no, I know. I think we all know I've had stories like that in my own life as well. I could totally see how that's a thing. So for women then, like, do you feel like with your clients, are you working mostly with women? Yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming women of all ages, do you have like a sweet spot? You know, it's interesting. I feel like now that I've had children, I feel like I'm working a lot with more women that postpartum and like through their pregnancy journey than before. Like I always had clients that were pregnant and trying to get pregnant, but I feel like after having the babies, that's kind of where uh, more women have kind of like seeked me out for that. Yeah. 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 So is there like one size fits all, or do you even have like custom programs, would you say, or like custom things for different women? Like, how are you approaching things? So two, two things, like definitely individualized based on lifestyle. Like if there's any sort of, um, autoimmune condition, you know, lots of thyroid Hashimoto's. I work with a lot of women that have that, um, but there's some basic things that are really, really helpful. You know, I always am like, let's go back to keeping your blood sugar balanced. You know, if you've ever been hangry, which I used to be hangry all the time in New York, I literally would carry nuts in my purse wherever I went. Cause I would like almost feel like I was going to pass out if I didn't eat something. Um, so the, even though it's super individualized, there's basic things that are so helpful for our hormones. And the first step is keeping your blood sugar balanced. Um, so often when we can't sleep at night, we're kind of like, Oh, the screens, like I stayed up too late, which yes, that can interfere with that. But so much of like our, the sleep, the issues that I see in a lot of women is coming from not having balanced blood sugar, like throughout the day. And we're so busy. So a lot of times it's like, how do I have time to like eat breakfast? How do I find the time to eat lunch? How do I do these things? So it's really about getting organized a little bit too, and really getting your nutrition and your health as a priority with everything else that's going on. And like, just getting organized, like, okay, let's prepare your breakfast the night before. Let's just get some hard boiled eggs, figure out ways that you can just eat something, even if you don't have the time to just make sit down and have like a Sunday brunch every day, which I think we feel like it has to look a certain way and it needs to be slow and enjoyable, which is great. 
but for busy moms, it's just important. And moms that are any, any woman, I guess I should say, just keeping your blood sugar balanced is so, so important. And I think that most of the time, a lot of us are not eating enough like foods that nourish us. We're eating, we might be grazing all day, but a lot of times if we're grazing or grabbing like crackers or pretzels or a handful of nuts here and there, we're not getting like enough proteins and fats and fiber. That's actually going to keep us satisfied. So we're not constantly hungry as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. What are some of my husband too? Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to be like, he knows. I'm like, if I'm hungry and if I don't have food, like Let's not talk about important things like feed me first. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's real. So what are some of the other things besides like breakfast and meal timing that you would say are like for everyone, like the yeah. kind of baseline? So just meals in general, just really trying to plan ahead if possible. Like we literally make 90% of all of our meals in our crock pot now. Like since the boys have been born, like it's in the crock pot, super easy. Uh and, you know, just kind of doing it that way. We do lots of like batch cooking, but we really had to get even more organized than we were before and like ordering groceries ahead of time, figuring out what we're going to do for meals for the week. Uh, I think it's a lot of it is just getting organized and then it gets easier the more that you do it. Um, but eating meals, I think, is one thing. Keep your blood sugars balanced. Really looking at your relationship with stress is a big one, too. Um, so many of us, you know, I've myself included, you know, I, we do too much in a day and sometimes we don't even realize that we're under where we feel stressed because it's just like our everyday normal routine. Like, well, I can do all 10 of these things, but a lot of us are just feeling burnt out and then the inability to kind of like relax and restore, because if you feel stressed throughout the day, it's definitely going to affect your sleep. So I think it's your relationship to sleep. I'm sorry, your relationship to stress and then your relationship to sleep. So many of the women I I work with are not getting enough sleep or they're sleeping, but waking up feeling exhausted, which is the worst, right? You like go to bed, like, okay, I'm going to get like seven, eight hours of sleep. And you wake up super tired the next day because you might not be getting into a deep enough sleep or you're waking up every few hours to just because your mind is, is racing and then sugar. I think that's another big one that is super important to think about too, like your relationship to sugar. And a lot of us are kind of like living off of sugar and caffeine instead of actually eating food for energy. So like, that's kind of like basics, but it really does affect your hormones so much. If even if one of those is not in balance, it can definitely cause all the other things to kind of fall out of place. Yeah. I'm curious, do you have like a success story or like a few with like some of your clients that you, where you just saw like the most dramatic change or people who, yeah, like were able to really turn their health around? Yeah. You know, what's really interesting. Most, most of the time I'm like, okay, just bear with me. Cause I'm not going to take anything away from you, <laughs> but we're going to like move things around. And I would say most of the women that start having water, food, and then caffeine start just feeling like more energized. They just start feeling a little bit more in their body. Um, They start feeling like they need the caffeine. And I'm not saying like, don't have that. It's more just like, if all you're 
consuming all day is caffeine, then it's really going to be hard to sleep at night. But yeah, I'm trying to think like of a particular, I would say a new mom, I can share this story. She and I have worked together many times, you know, discovering that she had endometriosis on helping her on a fertility journey. She's had two children. And after her second child, just feeling like really run down, really exhausted. Thank goodness. She also has an amazing doctor who actually listened to her and ran like full everything. They did a full thyroid panel, a full hormone panel. They did a stool test. Like this doctor was like, really, really supportive with what she was saying and the exhaustion. So we really worked together with her doctor and really making sure she was eating enough protein, getting enough sleep. What was she like anemic or what was the result of all the blood work? Her thyroid was really off. Um, yeah, which happens really common postpartum postpartum thyroiditis can occur. Even if you've, it's more common if you've had thyroid issues leading into pregnancy or during pregnancy, but it can still happen postpartum. And a lot of it was just the long nights of not sleeping, right. With two children, which we both know and understand, (laughs) but it's like that long-term not getting quality sleep that can definitely affect your thyroid. And then just not having the time to figure out meals. So really just sitting down and figuring that out. And just, she was having very, very stubborn weight loss postpartum. Like the first baby weight came off everything. She felt great. Second baby, her body just was feeling very different. Um, also having lots of digestive issues. So after working together, she lost 15 pounds. She's no longer bloated or gassy or constipated any of those things. And her thyroid is back in balance and she blows like we're friends on, we're friends on social media. And like, every time she posts a photo, I'm just like, you look like a brand new person. She just glows. Like yeah. she's healthy. It's amazing. Um, and it's just small little things, but I would say nutrition super important, but also like finding a doctor that will really, really listen to you and run those additional tests. Her vitamin D was also really low, but really running those tests and just making checking all the boxes, just making sure like we're not missing anything. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's so important. How like, okay, this is a question for you. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm postpartum on two kids. Right. So I've been through this like cycle as well. I personally, like, I'm just curious, when do you start even working on a weight loss postpartum? So you should not go on any diet, like no keto, no diets. Like when you're, especially if you're breastfeeding, um, death, are you still breastfeeding? I stopped at 15 months with my second. 15 months. Okay. He was like really into it at 14 months and then one day was over it. Yeah. So I would say like once you're not breastfeeding anymore, if you were breastfeeding, because you need those calories to keep your milk supply up. Um, And it's not necessarily going on a diet. It's more just like what kind of snuck in, like with what was more like sugary treats, like were you kind of still eating more foods that you wouldn't have, wouldn't normally eat, like taking just a closer look at what you're eating and like slowly just adding in more proteins and fats and fibers and balancing your blood sugar. And when we are supporting our hormones, it will just naturally come off without doing anything like restrictive. Yeah. When you say supporting your hormones, like, what do you mean? Like, how do you support your hormones? How do I even know if I'm supporting my hormones or not? 
So you'll have natural energy. Okay. Um, your digestion is you're having regular bowel movements. Super important. Um, if you're feeling di- digestion is super important for hormonal health, they just are uber connected. Um, if you're uh, having any sort of diarrhea or constipation or gas or bloatiness, I feel like that's what I hear the most complaints about lately is just, I just feel bloated all the time. If your body's not digesting all the healthy food that you're eating, then you're not like absorbing it. Right. So you could be eating super healthy, but if your digestion's off, then you might not be actually getting all those key minerals and nutrients that you need. So I, during like an intake, right. I'm like, okay, we're going to get super TMI. Like, tell me about your bowel movements. What's going on there? Because that will give me lots of key information on like what foods we want to maybe like take out for a little bit, maybe some add them back in later. We talk a lot about your sleep because that definitely can affect your digestion as well. But you'll feel just like when your hormones are balanced, you're going to feel just like this natural energy. You're going to like not feel like you feel like this internal calmness which a lot of times it's hard to describe that, but it's like, you might feel calm, but like your body doesn't, right? Like your heart's racing fast. Like you're, you might be sweating. So you're just going to feel like internal calm. Your hair is going to grow. Right? So your nails, yeah. Your nails are going to be healthy. They're not going to be brittle. Um, you're, you have hair at the end of like your eyebrows. Mine's blonde, oh, thing? but yeah. Interesting. You're not breaking out, right? Like nobody told us when we were teenagers that we would have to deal with it as we got older, right? But if you're still breaking out a lot, then there's probably some underlining like hormonal things. And then we take a look at your period. Like we're talking about postpartum, like is your period back or not even postpartum, just like how regular is your period? Like your period is like your fifth vital sign. Like it is your health. Are you ovulating every single month? Ovulation is so important for your overall health, for your bone health and your heart health. It's not just for pregnancy. So we really take a closer look at like, are you having really heavy periods? Are you having really painful cramps? And all this information that we kind of like don't necessarily talk about, right? We've been kind of labeled TMI, like we go there and we talk about all the TMI stuff because it gives us lots of information about what's actually happening in your body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, but no, totally. <laughs> I think a lot of those, I wasn't like, you just don't know, right? Like everyone, yeah. they probably, I mean, especially the last 18 months, like I feel like everyone probably feels like they have hormonal issues, right? Like so much stress and anxiety. And so some of those, I wasn't, you just wouldn't relate like especially the eyebrows one I would never even have thought about that but yeah yeah, super interesting like when you start losing the edges mine are mine are growing in blonde postpartum it's like really interesting but like when you start losing the edges of your um, eyebrows you should definitely get your thyroid checked get a full thyroid panel interesting yeah Yeah. I had thyroid like mild thyroid stuff historically but then I was on nature thyroid for a while and then actually like when I got pregnant, it kind of went away. I, I don't know if I was maybe over-medicated and didn't really need to be on anything, which can cause fertility issues as well, yeah. which I struggled with, but, um, with my first, 
but yeah, then I haven't had to go back on anything since then, which was kind of a relief, but oh, that's um, awesome. yeah. okay. Real quick. Cause I want to touch on this is you have been doing this for how long you've been doing this health coaching for a while. Like goodness, it will be my 11th year this 11th year, year, starting in October. And I working know. With all these corporate clients and all these personal clients. And then, and I've known you for a while, but halfway, like, I don't know, three, four years ago, you had your own kind of health crisis. So like, talk to me a little bit about what was happening for you. Cause I feel like this is just so interesting for you as a health coach to have gone through this. It was so bizarre. Like it was wild. I guess there was like two major things going on in my life. Right. I was, had a few miscarriages and discovering that I had, um, thyroid, I had, um, I have hypothyroidism and then eventually figuring out that I have uh, hypothyroidism and at the same time, so trying to kind of really support that and get that in balance so that I could conceive and then like having Epstein-Barr virus came out of, probably didn't come out of nowhere, but like, it felt like it came out of nowhere. I was so exhausted. I was literally sleeping for like 12, 13 hours and like could not get out of bed. And I, my thought, and nothing was like changing in terms of like thyroid. Um, like all the numbers always kind of came back around the same, even like the TPOs were about the same, which is their thyroid um, antibodies. And all of a sudden I would be like throwing up everywhere. I remember one day I was like, my husband and I were at Whole Foods and he ran in to get something. I'm like, I can't go in the store. And I was standing outside, like throwing up in my dogs, obviously clean <laughs> trash bags. Yeah. And then one of the guys came over is like, oh, rough night. And I'm like, no, I don't know what's happening, but I would just yeah. get super dizzy. And I just started throwing up out of nowhere. It was really scary though, because like nobody knew what was going on. And it took me I called, so eventually my endocrinologist was like, I think you should go to infectious disease doctor and just make sure you don't have any viruses because there's nothing going on in terms of your thyroid that would like cause this. Um, but th- obviously they're connected, right? Yeah. If something doesn't yeah. happen out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it was so crazy. So I literally called, there was one guy in Torrance, California, who is like the one that you go see. And I called, I was on the waiting list and I would call every day to see if I was moving up on the waiting list because I just felt so horrible. I'm like, I can't live life like this. Like, it's so bad. I couldn't even drive. I had to like, how long were you like sick for? Would you say like really like this, like throwing up, like really, like the exhaustion was happening probably for a good, like four or five months, but the throwing up was probably like two months before I like finally got into this. And you had already had a few miscarriages at this point. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, and finally I think the doctor's office was just sick of me calling and they're like, you can come in tomorrow. (laughs) So like went and he's like, Oh, this is classic Epstein-Barr virus, like classic. Um, and he's like a lot of people that have thyroid conditions, end up happening and learning that Epstein-Barr virus is the same virus strain as chicken pox, which I had when I was younger because there was no, there was, um, everyone had chicken pox when I was younger. Me too. Um, Herpes and mono. So it's all the same. So if you've had one of them, it's like, it just is dormant in your body and like lots of a stress or like a bad cold can like trigger it. Um, 
so worked with him and he was amazing. And his name is Dr. Chia, um, which I thought was a great name for a doctor, right. That I would like, um, and you know, going on Chinese herbs and I'm working with acupuncture and doing lots of different, um, nutritional prescription of any sort. Is there, what do you do for Epstein-Barr? Like, is there an antibiotic? No, you herbs. That's the only thing because antibiotics don't kill viruses. Right. Of course. So you need to take herbs. So I was like, a doctor is prescribing me herbs. Like it was bizarre. Right. Cause that and he's just a regular matter. doctor and infectious doctor in a hospital setting. Yeah. Like he's not like a naturopathic. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But working with my naturopath at the same time and getting different types of herbs and, you know, really being mindful about that. And once I started taking the herbs, like I would say within like two, three months, I felt like back to myself and that's not necessarily the journey for everybody. So it probably wasn't like too like as severe as I like felt that it was, but through that journey, like discovering, he was like, I really think that your miscarriages are coming from the virus. Interesting. He's like, it's probably been here for a while. And how old were you at this point? Oh my God. How old was I Morgan? I don't know, like 38, <laughs> 39. Cause you had, trying to remember. You, Katie had twins for those of you listening. When did you have the boys? Like how old were you? 40? I had just turned 41. 41. Yeah. 42. Yeah. Cause so I maybe, remember you were like, I am almost 40. I walked with you in the middle of when you were this sick. And I was like, holy shit, this chick is unrecognizable. Like, I remember thinking like, oh my God, she is, something is really wrong. And you had no clue what was going on. You were seeing all these doctors. You're like, I feel like death. I can't even go for a walk. And I was like, oh my God, is she like depressed? Like, what is the deal? Like it was it's, like I, my face had thinned out. It's extreme. Yeah. It was nuts. And so you were like, I'm having these miscarriages. I'm almost 40. I can't get pregnant. And then, yes. and then I saw you like, I don't know how, how long after that did you get pregnant? Like six months or no, it was probably, sure. uh, might've been, it might've been almost two years. So it might've been 38. Got it. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to like do the math in my head, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. And then it was pregnant twins all new person until the extreme morning sickness kicked in and you had like the Kate Middleton morning sickness. Oh my for God, that was nuts. Well, I just feel like for whatever reason, my body's sensitive. So that's kind of one of the main reasons why when I was in my late twenties, like really had to take a hard look at my lifestyle and my life and really being like, is this really supporting you? Because you don't feel good. Yeah. And I feel like I've always just been sensitive and just being mindful of what I'm eating and what I'm consuming in terms of information and how I'm sleeping. Um, But, you know, it's interesting because every hardship has led me to a deeper understanding and really the ability to help more people too. So as much as I wouldn't want to go through everything that I had gone through with fertility and miscarriages and, um, Oh my God. And we won't even, I don't even know if we have time to talk about like the whole, um, scar tissue from the DNC, but just having, God, you know, yeah, no, that was, you got to fill us in now, but yeah. But like after having my, the second miscarriage, having a DNC procedure and then having extremely painful sex out of nowhere and trying to kind of figure out how to work that out, Again, sensitive body over here, yeah. but 
a lot of people kind of looked at me like, well, that, that doesn't happen. I've never heard of this, like doctors and things like that. Um, and finding this woman who did internal myofascial release and found the scar tissue and released it. And then I literally got pregnant like two days later. No way. I didn't know. I never heard this part of the story. So internal meaning like she was internal. Oh yeah. Oh really? Wow. And like, cause I was like, I went to her this, the third time I went to her and I was like, everybody does like, and my best friend from home is, does this. She's a pelvic floor therapist and she does myosacral release, a myofascial release. And she found this woman locally for me to go to I go see her. Okay. And she was incredible. And she's, um, she was the first person that was like, this is not in your head. Like this is legit. This can happen. And when she found it, it was like crazy because I could feel that release. I'm like, oh my God, you, 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 you saved my life. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to do, you saw Dr. A too. Did you have to do anything fertility wise or what? Did we just, we did IUIs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Similar. Yeah. So did we, for those listening, my husband and I, for our first, and I was like telling Katie, like, just go, there's like so many other options besides IVF. Like IVF sounds so scary. Um, yeah. Do you do take Clomid or anything like that? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. The worst. I thought I was going to kill somebody. It was horrible. The worst migraine in my life from Clomid. Yeah. And then it didn't work. And I did, oh my God, what's the other one? It's like Lex, Lex, I never had to move past Clomid thing. Yeah. And that, that worked. Um, that's when we got pregnant, but, uh, yeah. How many IUIs? Two, five, five. Yeah. So they wanted to stop me after three. That's traditionally. And I was like, I, I've been pregnant. I know I can get pregnant. I just was like, I know I'm like, I just feel like with this scar tissue, it's blocking it. Oh yeah. I got it. So when I finally was like able to release it and go in for the IUI right then. Well, it's funny because we went in for the IUI and literally the next day we flew to our friend's wedding in the Bahamas when we were still like traveling and stuff and finally had like great sex again. And I was like, yeah. Oh, so we're like, well, what, what was it? You know? Um, so oh, when we yeah. found you out, don't even know, it could have been the yeah. IUI, could have been the Bahamas vacation. Right. And it. then we found out we were having twins. I was like, Oh, they must be fraternal. Right. Like must two eggs must've dropped. Right. And then finding out they're identical, like, wow, like this is just like such a really sweet, it felt very, it, it was very overwhelming being pregnant with twins, like not knowing what life was going to be like and yeah. the day to day. But I have to say it's been like the best, the most amazing gift ever. Yeah. Um, you have some cute boys. I have to add. So an IUI for those listening that don't know is like basically a turkey baster. Like <laughs> you don't have to do much. Like I always joked with my husband, like, oh, so I have to take this medicine that gives me a migraine and go in for this procedure. And you have to just like go into a room and watch porn. Like this is so unfair. <laughs> like this is so unfair. But he was like definitely complaining about that part also. Um, and it's like a little thing that's a little awkward in uh, Dr. A's office, but also Clomid, when you bring up the twins part because I don't know if many people know this, but like you would expect they'd be fraternal because when you're on some of these like fertility, like the Clomid we're talking about makes you release more eggs. Like it makes you release more eggs or the eggs grow bigger. So it's like a common side effect that you can have. Your rate of twins goes up. So you were just assuming, oh, it's from the Clomid, but no reality, your egg split. So only one egg dropped and naturally your egg split. So it was really like the universe delivered the twins totally. and not, not the fertility <laughs> treatment. Yeah. 
It was wild. I still remember like the doctor, like, you know, cause the beginning stages after you've had miscarriages, right. You go in and just like hold your breath the whole time. Right. You're just like, okay, just let me know. Everything's okay. And then he didn't say anything. And I'm like, Oh no. Like I just was like, crushed. I'm like, it can't be again. Like this can't be happening. And he's like, no, 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 nothing's wrong. And I was like, but you have a really weird look on your face and you haven't talked in like (laughs) 60 seconds or whatever, like what's going on. And he's like, I'm just trying to like confirm something. And you know, it was early because you get monitored earlier. I think it was like, it must've been like seven or eight weeks. I'm trying to remember. Um, and I was just like, oh my God. I was like, you have to be kidding me. I'm sure I swore, but I was like, <laughs> you know, but you just don't know. Like yeah. it's been, they, they're like best friends and they do everything yeah. together. And it's been so nice to have, they have each other during COVID, but it was, and I mean, you then you were 41 when you delivered, like the chance you were going to have another one. Would you have even gone slim, for it? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? After you your pregnancy, I don't think you would have gone for it. <laughs> again sensitive body over here like threw up for like seven months um apparently it's not even double hormones when you have twins it's like quadruple the hormones in your body yeah um and that was the thing too when they like checked your um hcg like when you go in and it was it was really high and they're like oh okay and like are you think it's too high like because if it's too high sometimes it can be like twins twins. yeah like no 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 it's fine and i'm like okay and then we went away for Labor Day and we were spending time with friends. And we found out our other friend was also pregnant. We we're like a week apart and she was totally fine. And I was dying like the whole time. I couldn't smell food. I'm like, something's weird. And then coming home the next day, we go to the doctor. We find out we're having twins. Like remember texting my friends and they're like, oh, well, that makes sense now. Because you were dying already. Like you yeah. weren't even... It wasn't yeah. even like the time to, to feel like death yet. <laughs> yeah. So what has your like journey been like since? Like, what have you changed with your own like diet or your own lifestyle? Like pregnant or, well, I guess pregnant for you. I don't know when you're puking for seven months. I feel like I don't even know what you do. Just like, how do you even? Yeah. I don't even remember what I ate. I hated all food and I love food. So it was really kind I of. I ate a lot of Primal Kitchen bars. I did. That's right. Yeah. The only you thing come to my house eat. and be like, I can't eat anything, but I can eat these primal kitchen bars. Like, peanut butter ones. Yes. <laughs> and then they like, they were really hard to find. So then I could only eat the almond ones. And then that's what I would eat at like three in the morning. I would wake up and I'm showing <laughs> you're nauseous. I love it. And now I don't think you make them anymore. Yeah. We discontinued our bars, but. So I don't know Adam to get you through your pregnancy. Thank God. Like, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. So lots of primal kitchen bars. I forgot about, I've like kind of probably like forgotten a lot of things about that time. Um, You know, what's so interesting. I actually feel like this pregnancy kind of snapped my body into a different place. I feel so much better now than I did in the five years leading up to having the babies. And I feel like a lot of that was just stress like really trying to get my body into a healthy place so I could have children, um, not knowing if I could or not have kids. And then having the twins and having a rough pregnancy and, but having that postpartum period where like my husband was working, he got, um, paternity leave, um, just staying home, being supported. And I just feel like over time, like 
I feel better now than I did, which is bizarre. Um, but not necessarily. I like, you know, eating for my hormones, really taking care of my body, sleeping as much as I can. My husband like stepped it up a lot, um, which is awesome. He can handle, he's the type of person that can like handle not getting sleep where if I don't get sleep, I'm like a crazy person. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. Like a lot of people, a lot of my clients that I've worked with have said the same thing. They're like, there's something happened during my pregnancy that kind of like reshifted hormones. Um, and I do feel so much better. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit with that and like be okay. And like ease is kind of like where I am right now with everything. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So you're feeling good. I feel great. Like, it's so crazy. Like when I tell the whole story of like everything that happened and then I'm like, but now I feel, I feel actually really healthy. And, um, you know, not to say that every day is the same and I feel great every day, but I do feel like the stress of the thyroid, like discovering all of these like health conditions that I didn't know I had and like trying to also have children definitely and growing a business. Right. It was just a lot. And I just feel like I'm in like in a really different place right now, which feels really good. Yeah. I love it. God, that's so interesting. The whole Epstein bar thing was just like fascinating to watch from the outside. And then you've had, you have had quite a run. I'm glad you're in a good spot. You yeah. Know. I'm like, I think I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. You've been <laughs> on a, on a mission, but it's good to like, it's like kind of like limes, right? Like it's one of those things where like people don't know that much about it. And the symptoms are so weird that like, if you don't get with the right doctor, like you could go years without having a yeah. diagnosis, I would think. So Thank well, God. and that's the thing too, like the, the Dr. Chia basically was like, you know, I see a lot of this with infertility, like with the Epstein bar. And as soon as women kind of like manage it and get it into dormant, like they end up getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really is about finding like the right doctor and like someone that's going to really listen to you. Yeah. And, and it's also like tell, like talking about it, like yeah. every time I've needed to find the right person has been through just sharing how, what's, what I'm going through and how I'm feeling. And I think so much of what I do is just really listening and then helping women go in that direction that feels like the next best step for them. Yeah. 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 What are you most excited about? That's like new these days or that you've like got your eye on in like the health and wellness space. Ooh, it be anything. Oh, be a baby good question. Nursing. Could be hormone stuff, technology. I I mean, I love, I love hormones. I think um, what I'm most excited about is that we're actually talking about it more. We're actually talking about eating for women's health. We're talking more about periods. Like I went to CVS the other day to get hair ties and they sell the Thinks underwear now, the period underwear, like in yeah. CVS. Yeah. And they're selling like the menstrual cups. Like I just, I'm, I feel like I'm really excited about where we're going in terms of like the exposure, the education, and just really talking a lot more about women's health um, in general. I love it. Yeah. Inspiring you these days. My My mentor constantly, Nicole Jardim is always inspiring me in the women's health field. I also love Dr. Laura Bryden. She's in New Zealand. Uh, she's a naturopathic doctor. And both of them, I just feel like they're always holding me up to like 
different standards and really love what they have to say. This is great. Okay. What's something most people don't know about you? Ooh, I feel like I tell people everything about myself. So I'm like, this might be hard. Um, I think a lot of people don't know that I grew up in New Hampshire because I don't ever talk about skiing, <laughs> snowboarding, Yeah, because I just hate the winter. So, yeah. and that um, I lived in London. I did a semester abroad in London, which was amazing. My junior year in college. So I love it. Are you watching Ted Lasso? You know what? I tried to get into it. My husband's like, you would love this show. I couldn't get past the first episode. But I mean, then you got to just push past the first episode. I mean, come okay. on. It's like pathetic. I just don't think I was like awake enough to, but he's oh. like, this is the best show ever. It is the best show ever. So and when you mentioned London, I'm like, it's all I think about right now is Ted Lasso and my crush on Roy Kent. Don't tell Adam. Um, okay. <laughs> my last question for you. If you were a Primal Kitchen product, which Primal Kitchen product would you be? Oh my God, Morgan, this is really hard. You know, I love, I like love Primal Kitchens, everything. Oh my goodness. Can I, can it be a tie? Yeah, give me a tie. Okay. I'm obsessed with the ketchup. Okay. And then the Caesar salad dressing is like, those two are in like constantly in our house. We probably have like three bottles of both. (laughs) Great. I had a salad today with Caesar on it. I pull up some chips on top or some crackers, like some gluten-free crackers. Yeah. I'm all over it. It's the best. best. Yeah. Um, we, Jim just bought something the other day that I haven't tried yet from primal. I can't remember what it was. I have to look in the fridge. Holidays. I'm trying to think of what you wouldn't have bought yet. Ranch. We have dips out now, like ranch. I think it might be the dip. dip. Yeah. I think it might be the dicker and in a jar. Yeah. Maybe it was that. Yes. I love it. But I saw it and I'm like, where did this come from? Like, great. (laughs) Go Jim. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I used to just load up the pantry back in the day. We'll have to get I know. Back to that was that's when I was that. pregnant. I'm like, give me all the bars yeah. because you still had the peanut butter ones. And I couldn't yeah. Whole Foods kept like trying to order them for me. I know. And, like, they they yeah. couldn't get them. The almond were great too, but the peanut butter just like hit my hit the spot three in the morning. Well thank you for keeping that bar business alive for us for a little longer. <laughs> well, I probably ate like four a day. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Well, this was awesome, Katie. It was so fun to catch up. Thanks for joining me. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you and all that good stuff? Yeah. So I spend, when I am on social media, I spend most of my time on Instagram. Um, it's just Katie Bressack. And then if you want to join my newsletter, it's uh, you can go to katiebressack.com slash free gift. You can get a free guide on five steps that you can take to support your hormones. And then some recipes that are actually include chocolate. So if you want to like add some more yummy cacao into your life, sign up. Love it. Thank you so much. And that's her last name is Bresic, B-R-E-S-S-A-C-K for those of you that don't know. So thank you so much, Katie. This was awesome. Um, Look forward to chatting soon. We appreciate you joining us. Bye everyone. Thanks so much for having me.